space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is The Nephews, starring Christopher Hastings as Rupert, Carly Minardo as Dupert, Branson Reese as Poopert, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Log space date eight eight seven eight zero dot A. <laughs> That's fun. Looks like the schoolmaster gets an A. Anyways, old Ichabod Crane seems to be settling into life aboard the CSS Cavalier just fine. My pupils are attentive, their mothers are vibrant and charming, and my desk is simply bursting with apples. Mm-mm-mm. The only trouble seems to come from three students who just can't seem to do what they're told. I'd love to speak to their mother at length, but sadly, their mother isn't aboard. No! Surely a mother would straighten this all out. It's what I call Putin's Law. A well-mothered child will never misbehave. Oh, time for class. Goodbye, Log. We open on the classroom of Schoolmaster Ichabod Crane, just as his class leaves for the day. Most of the children are completely unremarkable and will lead small, uninteresting lives. Maybe one will get into crosswords, but our camera keeps them firmly out of focus. It turns instead to three children, far in the back, who haven't seemed to notice that the school day has ended. Who do we see? You see... A magenta-colored little duck alien. It's the best I could call it. I don't know what to pronounce the actual species. This is Rupert, and he's trying to light a box of matches, but none of them work. I'm starting to think I got scammed. Uh... A yellow duck in a matching white linen shirt and short set, crisply pressed, sits looking at a word search through a giant magnifying glass. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you for a second. I was lost, like these words I'm searching for. I'm Dupert, your brother. Dupert, I was saying that I think I got scammed on these box of old earth matches. 
They don't do dick. <gasps> Wash that mouth out with soap. How dare you? I'm sorry. Don't do dick. And you see also the third of the brothers. Uh, he's about as big as the other two put together. He's also a duck, um, but he's cyan. He wears a large diaper and um, <laughs> that's it. And he has a single curly like feather hair coming off the top of his head. He has normal feathers, but also just like a single long. Uh, his name is Poopert. My name's Poopert. I'm only three and a half years old. <laughs> oh, Cooper, you know we're the same age, which is, uh, six. Oh, six. Sorry, I got into the habit of saying I'm only three and a half years old when I was only three and a half years old. And you know how slow a study I am. I was the last out our shared egg. That's right. The doctor said your heart almost stopped. It did stop. I met God. Huh? <laughs> well, it looks like class is over. Uh, maybe we can see if Uncle Gelmeyer has anything for us to do. Huh? <laughs> That would actually be a lot of fun to see what was up with Uncle Gelmeyer. Uh-huh. Well, you two can go if you'd like, but I need to stick around and see if I can find these words. Maybe Mr. Ichabod will help me look. That's Mr. Crane to you. I'm the headmaster. Ichabod Crane. No, oh, boys, what are you still doing in class? <sighs> Sorry, Mr. Crane. I got on a word search. A word search? That wasn't the lesson plan. I was teaching you boys about how America lost the Second Civil War. Oh, wait, hold on. I've just gotten a, excuse me, sorry, children. I've just gotten a, an adults-only alert. These are usually very fun. Yes, a priority message comes in on Ichabod's monitor. It reads, yellow alert, schoolmaster's eyes only. <laughs> yellow alert? That's the most severe color alert that we could possibly have. That's the same color as my feathers. Yes, yes, I know. What's and it you're say? the most severe of the... Well, no, right, it's adults only. These are only for the eyes of adults. And I uh, I turn the monitor so that you guys can't see it. Uh, and I read to myself quietly. Say, Alert. Mysterious phenomena reported on Deck 52. Possible phantom sighting. And I, I'm like, certain words I'm saying very loudly, even though I'm just speaking to myself. So I say, Alert. Mysterious phenomena reported on Deck 52. Possible phantom sighting. Children and civilians strongly encouraged to avoid Deck 52. Until further notice, today's lunch special is new mercury clam chowder. Uh, Dupert gestures at his brothers to, to gather near. Brothers, brothers, flock! Yeah, uh, uh, Poopert just sort of like waddles over to you. Yeah, Rup Rupert smacks a webbed foot down on the ground, you know, like, like someone stepping out of a pool who's still wearing their flippers. And then and slidles over. Did you guys hear what Mr. Crane said? Yeah, lunch sounds like dick. Stop saying dick. Dick. I can say whatever I want now that mom's a bagillion miles away. Well, if you're going to say dick, say it like detective. Because, boys, have I got a case for us. A case. It sounds like there's a phenomenon on deck 52 and children are strongly encouraged. And that's when I stopped listening. Oh, all right. And then Ichabod Crane is going to, he turns about, going, all right, children, get out of class now. Get out of class. He gets out his school broom and he just starts like scooting the kids <laughs> away. He's like, get whoa, out. It's a push whoa. broom. Watch it. Watch the feathers. Ichabod sees that the word search has uh, been, quote, completed by Duper drawing like balloons that create a smiley face. There are no words selected. <laughs> 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 the ingenuity of children. Now get out. Go, go. And I toss the word surge at you. Ow, 
Chloe. All right, the children, you're you're broomed out of the room. As you waddle over to the hyperlifts, as you leave the room, you do see there's a line of like three or four mothers waiting outside the schoolroom. They're all holding pies they hope will be eaten in one bite. <sighs> Dupert uh, wavers momentarily at the scent of a pie and, and a mom. Willikers. <laughs> the scent of a mom. The scent of a mom. Yeah, Poopert takes a big whiff of mom and a single tear sort of forms out of the corner of his eye. And he goes, a billion miles away. <laughs> uh, Dupert hurries over to one of the hyperlives. Come on, let's go. Oh, to go see the ghost? Well, don't you want to? This could be our big case. Yeah, if we get a job as detectives, we'll never have to go to school again. Yeah, people will finally take us seriously. Uh-huh. That's right. We'll be the one teaching the lessons. And we'll be able to give back poor Uncle Gelmar's quarters to him again. And he won't need three nephews running around underfoot all the time. I want that for him. I love him. Uh-huh. Boy, he sure was sore when we swiped those quarters out of his back pocket. Uh-huh. I don't think Miss Meredith likes me very much. And then, and then Duper goes into the hyperlift. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so Dupert is gonna Dupert is gonna clamber onto Poopert's shoulders. Uh-huh. And Poopert is just shaped like a like if you were to like stand a watermelon up like long ways. <laughs> like he's just a very big like orb like body. He's a very big boy, um, and he just sort of like waddles over to the controls. Dupert is straining to reach number 52 on the number pad. You're straining, Dupert. You're straining as hard as you can. Oh, that, that, that forbidden number is calling out to you. 52. I blink and my pupils change to a numeral five and a numeral two. And just then, your little feathered hand presses the button. Eureka! Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha! The computer springs to life. Alert in place for Deck 52. Civilians and children strongly encouraged to avoid. Confirm override. Strongly encouraged. Dupert looks around. What should we do? Uh, I'm going to shrug big and it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Say yes. Um, yes? Confirmed. The hyperlift begins to move. Phew, <gasps> that was a close one. We were almost executed by the computer. We gotta be careful. Any wrong move from here on out and we could be executed. That would suck dick. <laughs> suck dick. Look what you've done. Anything my big brother says, I say. <laughs> Duper is just wringing his hands um, with excitement and anticipation waiting to, to get to deck 52. Yes, and down, down, down you go. Past so many other decks. Why you pass deck 17, deck 24, Ooh. deck 28, uh, deck 39. Never been. Okay. Deck 42. Oh, so close. Deck 49, deck 50, deck 51. <gasps> deck 52. Oh, I can't wait. I bet it's going to be an all-night sleepover. With a hiss, the hyperlift doors open. You find yourself on deck 52. The museum deck of the Cavalier. Artifacts from the ship's many adventures line the wood-paneled halls. Dominating the space is a large-scale model of the CSS Cavalier, hanging from the rafters. The only light comes from the stars outside the large windows, lending each Astro-Raptor skeleton and every Grabulian tiara an eerie twilight glow. Oh, phooey! 
A museum, Deck? That's just homework stuff. I thought this was gonna be a fun party for grown-ups. Poopert, I concur. It's just double school. Uh, Dupert turns to nobody, but the camera switches to, to share his gaze and he says, I secretly like homework. I secretly like school. Oh, brother. My brother. Oh, though I should never find out how I really feel. And then he turns around. Yeah, school stinks. P.U. Let's find some specters. And he's going to take out his uh, magnifying glass and start walking forward, scanning the floor. Yeah, Rupert puts on his uh, his deer stalker cap and uh, starts smoking on a real pipe, looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, and Poopert, who is like not really as familiar with detective tropes, uh, puts on a football helmet and just sort of like <laughs> waddles forward following them. <laughs> Great, you're passing exhibits. You're moving throughout the space. Are you? I want to know, are you all together or are you splitting up? Well, Dupert's in front and he's not really paying attention to where his brothers are. He's kind of just going straight. Yeah, I think we're sticking together. Well, uh, well I'll Whoa. say Dupert is at the very back and he's just a little boy. He's just a little guy, bigger than his brothers combined, but he's just a little fellow with a little fella's brain. And um, as he is walking through uh, the exhibits, he gets distracted. He gets. Sure. He sees there's like an exhibit for like, um, <laughs> the world's oldest candy, for example, and his <laughs> his eyes get big and they turn. Each eyeball turns into an individually wrapped like Werther's original, uh, and he starts waddling towards the candy exhibit. Oh boy, here I go! Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Poopert, you see under heavy glass. There's a variety of ancient candies. There's and I put my gla- my face up to the glass like a, a, a like a kid like looking at like Christmas meats in like yeah. in poorer times. Uh, yeah. and I'm just like I'm fogging up the glass just looking at them and my, I lick my lips. Uh, I don't have lips. I lick my beak uh just like Scooby-Doo licking the cotton candy off of his face in the opening credits of Scooby-Doo. There's a bunch of warheads. <gasps> there's um there's fudgy brownie M&Ms. <laughs> there's uh, there's a single fossilized piece of of a red vine. <gasps> fossilized red vine, Shangri-La, and I'm gonna push on the glass and try to break it to get in. There's a bunch of specimens of like unwrapped Tootsie Rolls of various sizes. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> all glistening in the twilight. <laughs> they're all they're all pinned to the wall like butterflies. <laughs> all the different sizes. There's a little, like, museum note card that just explains, like, people would eat these. <laughs> no date or anything attached. She's like, you, you get it. You, we still have candy. <laughs> okay, we cut back to Dupert and Rupert. How far are you from the hyperlift is what I want to know. How far into this deck are you going? It's pretty big. I've probably made it to the first, like, exhibit that would be straight across from the hyperlift. I'm really really looking through this magnifying glass. Great. Rupert, are you just following Dupert? Are you doing anything on your own? I'm following, but I like really like making a show of like swiveling my head around and like looking down the shadowy halls either way, trying to guess what even we're looking for, really eyeing up suspicious uh, empty suits of armor, and, um, and there are a lot, you know, looking sideways at mirrors that have dust cloths draped over them. Rupert, make a feelings roll for me. Okay. Uh, that is a failure. Okay, great. I don't think so. Well, it's great for the show. Oh no! 
<laughs> oh yeah, Chris, the listeners hate us. <laughs> they like it when we fail. I wish they'd reconsider. Rupert, so Poopert has wandered off to the left in, in, in following this candy exhibit. Mm-hmm. You, in this moment, your mind drifts and you turn to the right. What's a dumb interest of Rupert's? Fire. <laughs> okay. He's sort of like yeah. a bad boy, right? It is purposefully difficult for any, you know, uh, just random person on the Cavalier to be able to light a fire. And he is he is discovering that uh, over and over in his life. You see about 50 yards away, there's an exhibit on fires throughout the galaxy. Oh, good dick. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Such good kid behavior to be like obsessed with this bad word. He like just learned dick. Yeah, yeah. He he wants to use it for everything. And and Rupert uh, makes his way towards it. His eyes turn into two big uh, logs, and then they both light on fire. Great. You waddle over to the exhibit, and you see on a series of pedestals of different heights. There is a variety of fires from throughout the galaxy. There is. Earth's classic red fire. Mm. There's. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be <laughs> categorized like that. Classic, sort of a vanilla fire. Yeah. What we consider vanilla fire, of course. There's what's known as the chocolate fire of <laughs> Rigel. Chocolate flame. <laughs> and then you see on another pedestal, there's the green fire produced by Orion algae. Each one is more of a tempting treasure than the last. Oh. Your mouth waters at these flames. Oh, God, I, I could... Knowing what I know about fire, I could take a little bit of any one of these, take it somewhere else and make a lot, and then maybe sell it. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> Rupert's exotic flames. Banned, no more. And Rupert takes off his hat and he starts trying to catch a bit of fire. Like it's like a fish in a pond. Great. They are all under glass. Dunk. Dunk. He smacks it in the glass. Ah, foiled again. It's hard being a kid. It sucks dick. We cut back to Pooper. I'm in first person. You know, it's like I'm Pooper. I have become Pooper here. (laughs) I am trying to break that museum glass. I want to get in. I want to get that fossilized red vine. Um, as I described it as Shangri-La, it's, I want it more than anything else in the world. So I'm, I'm running up against the glass, bonk, and I, I, I run back. The camera stays in one place. I run <laughs> off frame and I, and I run back and I'm trying to smash the window. Yeah, it's strong glass and this isn't working. But as you make your third attempt, something behind you pulls away some of your attention. Huh? First, you hear it. A horrible alien groaning coming from behind you. It distracts you momentarily from the sickly green glow that accompanies it. What the dick is that? <laughs> I, I stop. It's that moment in, uh, in Tokyo Story where the kid is like, he could listen to the parents and get the candy or he could stay true to his brother. And I'm, I'm torn, you know, it's like I want the candy, but I know there's a dangerous sound. Candy, sound, candy, sound. I turn back to the candy resolutely, and I try to smash the window once again. Okay, make a lasers roll. You got it. That is a success. <gasps> Poopert, you break the glass. Yeah. I break the glass. So the shards of glass go everywhere. My body is cut up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Um, I'm just like cut by... <laughs> 
This isn't like windshield glass that's like made to shatter in a safe way, you know? This is, this is plate glass and I'm just immediately, I'm cut up, I got cuts all over my face. My single curly hair, I'm like, it's, I get like a crew cut right away. But I've broken the glass and I'm through to the other side. I go, um, num, 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 num. and I pick up the red vine. Oopsie whoopsie. I pick up the red vine to eat it. And I, I just, I open my mouth and I just, and I lift it up over my head and I just drop it down my gullet. Yeah. It, it, you just like, there's no enjoyment here. You just yeah. like, you just consume this object. Um, it doesn't like, it doesn't like touch your tongue. You just like open your mouth. And it just falls in, and, go, and your body is just like <laughs> an empty. But net. Yeah, <laughs> your body is just like an empty box. It just like falls in, and we maybe even hear the clank of your stomach. If you had like tried to like chew it or taste it, this would have been really bad. Yeah, yeah. It was as hard as iron. It was. <laughs> it like yeah, you can see my body. You see like. Uh, beneath like the little bit of like negative space between my undercarriage and the ground you see as it like don't don't like you see it's like the impression of it and like like, go out through my diaper for just a second uh as it just like settles in my body and i go yum yum i say untruthfully (laughs) okay so excuse me so i think i think maybe dupert hears the glass yeah dupert you turn and you would like to see your brother but you can't make him out. You can see the shattered exhibit, but between you and Poopert, you see something shocking. You see what looks like a towering, like six foot tall, ancient earth spade suit, glowing a sickly green, looming over your brother. <gasps> Dupert turns, still holding the magnifying glass up to his eye. His eyeball pops the lens out of the magnifying glass. Yay! <laughs> it's okay, it was just clear plastic. It doesn't actually magnify anything. And he is in shock. He's trembling. Poopert! Poopert! I don't hear it. I'm I'm in a world of candy. And I'm, I'm now I'm on the other side of the display. And I'm just picking up those like individually unwrapped, uh, what were they, Tootsie Rolls? Yeah. Uh, I'm just picking them up, like pin and all off of the wall. And I'm just like, <laughs> Tossing them down again, not tasting anything, just like gomp, gomp, gomp. One for me, one for me, one for me, two for me. And then Poopert, a rough hand grabs the the scruff of your neck and lifts you up. Hey, what's the big idea? You're lifted off the ground and turned, and you find yourself face to face with a horrible figure in an ancient Earth spacesuit, glowing a sickly green, something akin to Saint Elmo's fire. <gasps> Gulp? A uh, uh, g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g- cosmonaut? But rather than a spacesuit occupied by a noble and healthy astronaut, <laughs> this spacesuit is occupied by a green glowing skull. <gasps> oh no! Where's your skin, mister? It answers only with a scream. You hear the clattering of metal as Dupert charges towards the astronaut. He's put on the only pieces of a suit of armor that he could manage, which is just the, the feet. And he is charging in big metal boots towards this astronaut to save his brother. Save me, Dupert! Save me! Charge! We cut to Rupert. All right, Rupert has figured out that there's some sort of clear glass blocking him from the flames. Um, he tries to lift it off. He doesn't want to break it right away. Is it, is it coming loose or anything? Um, make a lasers roll. 
A one, a perfect laser. Yeah, you get this glass off. Uh, Rupert lifts the cloche-like glass enclosure around the, the green flame off of the exhibit and places it carefully down next to him. He doesn't want it to break. He knows that that could be painful. <laughs> Rupert, what you didn't realize, of course, is that um, this flame was being produced under very specific environmental mm -hmm. uh, standards. And when you took the cloche off, it exposed this flame to an oxygen-rich environment. And so there's a big <laughs> green fireball that singes your face. Yay! <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear a distant crash of glass. Oh! Uh, Rupert wipes the um, the black soot off of his face and then mm -hmm. swings his cap at the green flame uh, to take some of it with him. He's just lighting his hat on fire. And then he runs with feet smacking all across the ground towards the commotion, holding a hat full of fire. Great. Uh, you make it to Dupert, your brother. Rupert, you see Dupert charging. You see this towering spaceman holding your brother. Rupert, Dupert, help me. I'm in a sticky situation. Who the dick are you? And he throws the flaming hat at the glowing green space ghost Trinot, uh before he cares to hear an answer. Make a laser's roll. Yeah, that is an attack. Ooh, uh, I got a five. I failed. Rupert, you throw, but your throwing arm's not so good. It's out of starball season, so you're not in good shape. Your throw, it lands short, and it lands right atop the head of Dupert. No, but you've got a flaming hat on your head. Uh, I can't. Uh, uh, Dupert is blinded by this hat. He can't see, and he's got too much momentum going. He can't stop. He's now charging with a flaming head and metal boots at this astronaut. And I want to see the fan art of this. <laughs> Listeners. This is on you. We've, we've met our end of the bargain by describing it. Now you have to draw it. And we make this request rarely. <laughs> you know, we don't ask a lot. Yeah. We so, so seldom ask for art. No, and it, I'll say if you're on the Patreon, don't feel like you're obligated to make this art. This is on our non-paying fans. This is your responsibility. And by the way, if you have no artistic ability and you're like, well, fuck, this sucks for me. You just join the Patreon and you're yep. off the hook. If you do have artistic ability and also want to join the Patreon, you're welcome. We welcome all. So ultimately join the Patreon or, yep. the, or the kids get it. <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> Oh no, what do ah! I do? Where? Dupert, can you make a lasers roll for me? Yes. It's a failure. Okay. Where am I going? <laughs> Dupert, you run, you run headfirst towards this strange phantom, but you miss. You run right past him and into that candy exhibit. Oh no, you're on fire and covered in lollipops. Hey! <laughs> Finders keepers, that was mine. <laughs> Dupert remembers what he learned in Mr. Crane's class, and he stops, drops, and rolls, just coating himself in sticky candy and broken glass. Ow! Ow! We flash back. Now, children, remember, what do I always say? If you find yourself in a weird museum exhibit and you are on fire, what do you do? Dupert's hand shoots up. Ugh. Dupert. Ask for help. No, you don't ask for help because you never know. There might be enemies around you and they might they might provide strange or, or deceit, deceitful help. No, what you do is you stop. Another child raises their hand. 
Uh, yes, other child. Review your will. Well, ideally, you would all every morning you review the will, and so this would be a little bit after. Oh yeah, you're right. No, what do we do if you find yourself in a strange museum exhibit and you're on fire? An elegant gloved hand uh, in the back of the class is raised. It belongs to a blonde pigtailed girl on the back of a pony. She's the richest girl in school. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Victoria Moneybags. Yes. Uh, what? What is it? What do you do? I ask my daddy to pay the fire off. It works for everything else. Of course, and that would work for you, but I, this is more for the rest of the children whose fathers do, ha, don't have that same kind of largesse. No, what you do is you stop, you drop, and you roll, spreading the fire and getting whatever the museum exhibit is all over you. It's not fair to keep the fire all to yourself. <laughs> A child raises his hand. Ah, yes. Whatever, kid. Thank you, Mr. Crane. Can we go back to learning about the Third American Civil War now? <sighs> yes, the Third American Civil War. Maryland versus everybody. <laughs> um. So yes, Duper is trying to be a good student. He stopped. He has dropped. He's rolling, but he's just being pricked by by pieces of glass and which are then holes that are immediately getting plugged with candy. Poopert. You're there, still suspended in the air, watching as your poor brother rolls around, making a real mess of things. Rupert has turned around and he's running back to the fire exhibit to go get another round to try again. So, Poopert, your one brother in terrible danger, your other brother abandons the both of you. Yeah. <laughs> this phantom raises you higher, higher, higher above its own head. You're now, I don't know, six, seven feet in the air. Whoa! And it looks at you with those empty green sockets and screams again. And then there's a flash of green light. You're blinded for a moment. Ah! And then you feel yourself falling, falling. You fall to the ground. Gadunk! Ow! You open your eyes and see the phantom is gone. Oh no, Duper is dead. Rupert has abandoned me, and even the ghost doesn't want to be near Poopert. I really messed up this time, all because I was thinking with my tummy. Dupert has uh, finally extinguished the flames, and he stands up and takes the hat off, and is just brushing debris off of him. What was that? Well, you're alive. I don't know what that was. I think it was a g g g g g g g g skull. You hear Rupert yelling, uh, getting uh, louder and louder as he's charging from the distance. And you can see that he's holding uh, a large plank of wood uh, that is lit uh, with orange flame. And also there's a note stuck to the piece of wood that says, Inri? I don't know where he found that. <laughs> and then he stops. He's like, oh, where'd the, where'd the guy go? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Just then, the hyperlift doors open. And a voice says, What's going on down there? And out of the hyperlift, you see a man carrying a mop. He comes barreling towards you. As he gets close, you recognize this man after seeing him for years in the hallways of the Cavalier. This is Jurgis Flunk, janitor of the Cavalier. Gulp? It's me, Mr. Flunk. He, of course, is a dwarf. 
a species known for their stout bodies, noble beards, and love of metals. <laughs> they live in space mountains. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like dwarves from the fantasy genre of ancient Earth fiction. But this guy's not a dwarf. He's a gwarf. He stands four feet tall and three feet wide and wears a braided green beard. <laughs> he has the dimensions of a step stool. <laughs> what on Mars is going on here? Brothers, defense formation Delta, go! Um, and Dupert and Rupert and Poopert all stand in a line and hold hands. <laughs> Rupert drops the flaming piece of the one true cross that he found in the Christianity exhibit <laughs> to hold hands. Yeah, since they're all holding hands, um, they're going to run forward and try to clothesline him. Yeah. Okay, great. Everyone make a lasers roll. You got it. <gasps> Success! I, the least likely of all. Success. Failure! <laughs> all right, the three of you run forward, barreling towards this janitor who's only doing his job <laughs> but then rupert you slip on some charred caramel on the floor of the museum deck and you trip bringing your brothers with you you all fall into a pile in front of jurgis flunk he like whips ah, dick you, like whip dupert up it's like a whip you like snap yeah. in the air <laughs> <laughs> he turns into a star for a second and then lands <laughs> Oh, bananas. Apple thick. I can't believe this. He shakes his head, and we wipe to the office of Jurgis Flunk. You all sit on rickety metal chairs as he paces back and forth in his small office. You three boys know that you should be on your best behavior without your mother on the ship. And yet, here I find you on a deck that children are strongly encouraged to avoid. <laughs> Destroying exhibits, getting into trouble, making a ruckus, uh, playing with fire. But I mean, you think I'm mad? Just wait until Ms. Rembrandt gets a word of this. <gasps> no! You wouldn't! She's so mean and beautiful. She's the curator of Deck 52. She's going to find out sooner or later. But Mr. Flunk, we were trying to be good boys. We were trying to solve the mystery of the Phantom. Yeah, there was a ghost with a ghost skull for a head. Honest. And I was trying to light him on fire. There was a ghost skull on the museum deck, and he was trying to take the ancient candy? What do you take me for, an idiot? I may be a janitor, but that's a very noble profession among my race, the Gwarves. I would say it's noble. I got my master's degree in janitorial services. No one's saying that your your job isn't important, Mr. Flunk, but we were trying to be important. It's a big ship, and I'm the one who keeps it clean. Yeah, we're not saying otherwise. We're just saying there was a ghost glowing the most beautiful shades of green. Oh, really, Poopert? I'm Poopert. Yes, I'm talking to you. Oh. And you're going to tell me right now there isn't a single piece of ancient candy in your tummy. Uh, and I, I put two fingers up and I say, Scout's honor. And I turn to my brothers and go, oh, no. <laughs> Dupert shakes his little head. Computer, is child designate Poopert a scout? <laughs> Negative. You bring dishonor on the scouts, Poopert. I know that tummy's full of candy. A perfect, like, uppercase, upside down U forms in my <laughs> beak. I, I, I frown. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't want to get in trouble. Uh, Dupert's going to try a different approach. And so he he raises his hand like he would in class. 
However, he has been handcuffed, so he has to raise both hands. And Rupert is handcuffed to Dupert, which jerks up his hand. Yeah, Poopert's leg is handcuffed to, um, <laughs> and his leg lifts. I don't know who to call on. What's the meaning of this? Me, Mr. Flunk. Me, Dupert. Uh, Dupert. We're being honest. We might not be scouts, but we really did see a ghost. If you're not going to fess up and you're not going to admit to what you did, then this is going to be very bad. I'm going to say that you three are confined to quarters until further notice, no hollow zone access for no. a whole month, no. and no lunch specials. That's right. <gasps> no clam chowder for you three. What about Salisbury steak? That's not a special. That's a regular menu item. Oh. What about Turkish delight? That's a dessert. Oh, Mr. Flunk, we're being, we're, we'll confess everything. So here's what happened. I, I went at first and I was looking around uh -huh. and then my brother uh -huh. Cooper went and then he used his body to break the barrier between himself and the ancient candy. And then he ate uh -huh. some ancient candy. And then uh -huh. I saw a scary ghost. So I charged at the ghost and I used some stolen armor to try and charge at the ghost. And while I was charging at the ghost, my brother Rupert, he got some fire from the fire exhibit and he threw it at me. And so I was on fire and then I tried to hurt the ghost, but I hurt myself and I rolled around and I might have made a little mess. And that's all that happened. And you expect me to believe that? Yes! I think all the evidence is there. That, that's exactly Oh yeah, the happened. evidence of the the evidence of the, the space phantom? Well, maybe. not that, but well. the other stuff. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Poopert. Maybe the space phantom left some sort of trace on you when he picked you up. Ectoplasm! Yeah, yeah maybe I got all this gunk on me. Uh, Poopert, there's no gunk on you. There's no gunk on me? Well, there is... <laughs> that means I don't have to take a bath. There is some gunk on you, but it was pre-existing gunk. Aw. Aw, fooey. For lying again, I'm going to double your punishment. Go back to your room. Oh, brothers, maybe we should just confess. I know, I know. It's considered extremely <laughs> legally binding, the coerced confession of children. <laughs> maybe we should just fess up and, I don't know, I don't want to get in any more trouble. But we did fess up. What did I miss? Oh, Rupert said dick a bunch. That's not illegal, I have. Maybe we should just pretend we didn't see a ghost and let the adults figure it out. You want to pretend we didn't see a ghost? It's not that I want to, I'm just, he's about to take away my Turkish delight. I didn't say I was taking away your Turkish delight, kid. You were thinking it. All right, your Turkish delight is taken away. No, wait, no, oh no, you see? No, stop, fine, fine, we'll go, we'll go to our quarters. He shoos you away, you leave the janitor's office, and as you do, waiting outside his room, is a stern human woman with bright red hair, wearing black horn-rimmed glasses. <gasps> Miss Rembrandt! <gasps> She looks down at you imperiously. So I have you three to thank. Oh, we didn't actually clear out the ghost. There's no need to thank us yet. <sighs> I hope I don't see you three on any field trips to Deck 52 anytime soon. But Miss Rembrandt... If your mother wasn't a billion miles away... <sighs> Dupert softly sobs. Oh boy. I swear I smelled her earlier today. <laughs> we sure made a mess of things, didn't we? Greetings! I am Gorstar! And I am Zelzor. We are two elder gods of the cosmos. We have seen as constellations take their first sweet breath, and watched as Z-beams danced on the Eye of Capricorn. 
For the past billion years, we have been on a great search. We seek to find the greatest deals in the galaxy! Four Star, I believe I have found it. Zelzor, still. Have you heard of the podcast, Oh These, Those Stars of Space? With Ali Fisher? Of course. Did you know you can join their Patreon for just five Earth dollars a month? That already sounds good, but what does that get you? An entire new Patreon-exclusive episode every month. Zelzor, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. These episodes, are they shorter than the free ones? No, they are full-length Patreon-exclusive adventures. And Zelzor, is Grumda in them? Sometimes. Well, you've proven it. That is the greatest deal in the galaxy! I hope $5 a month doesn't also get you access to the These Those Discord, exclusive arts, and oh, These Those Chats of Show, the chat podcast where they answer fan questions! It does, Four Star. It does. Haha! <laughs> Incredible! We've done it! What shall we do now, Zelzor? Our task is complete. Well, first we should go to patreon.com slash oh these those stars of space to subscribe hopefully there's a link in the show notes yes of course and after that let's eat a giraffe (laughs) we fade now to your quarters you enter the room as two workmen uh, with, like, dollies carry out crates of Turkish delight. No! <laughs> they found my stash! Dupert tries his best to, like, cover Poopert's eyes. No, no! Oh, look how they massacred my stash! <laughs> <laughs> what does this room look like? What do we see? There's a three-bed-high bunk bed with bedding that is the same color as each brother and you can see at the very top is the cyan bunk which has buckled under the weight of Dupert. <laughs> the mattress is hanging low over Dupert's second bunk. Uh, there's a mobile uh, like hanging up above uh, of like all of our various <laughs> interests. So it's got like uh, slingshots and fire and skateboards and bad boy stuff. Um, and it's got like candies and uh, the, the like meat that's just like a single bone sticking into like a piece of meat and like yeah. uh, a big pot of honey that Rupert uh, <laughs> is into. And it's got like uh, it's got a magnifying glass and uh, it's got like clues and like yeah. footprints uh, that uh, that Dupert is interested in. Yeah, and in the corner there's a flickering hologram of a boy we tricked into painting a fence white. Nice. And there's a there's also a holographic image of our mother, but because she's a billion miles away, it's like flickering and fading. But, but it's a pretty large hologram, mm-hmm. and then next to it on a table is a small photograph of your father. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, our mother is a is a big <laughs> bosomy duck, and our father is a little guy. A small, a bespectacled man with like a very yeah. thin neck who's always yeah. saying things like, yes, dear, whatever you say, dear. Yes, his neck is so thin that his head is always sort of leaning to one side. He tries to be casual by like posing, by like popping his hand under his head, but you could tell it's hurting him. Yeah, his most commonly uh, uttered phrase is, right away, darling. Gareth Lysander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Skillmire's little brother. Yeah. He's got an inverted scar that runs down his face. It makes him look yeah, less it's manly. The, it's the only part of his face that isn't scarred. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful, un unbesmirched skin. Yeah. Uh, there's also like just like posters for like baseball and airplanes and like little boy stuff and like dinosaurs yeah. up on right, the Right. It's not brands or teams. It's yeah. categories. Yeah. There's one for there's one very close to uh to Rupert's bunk that's for like misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I guess we're gonna have to get used to this place because we're grounded. Dupert glumly clambers into his uh his middle bunk and he allows the Boeing mattress to just sort of like press on him. Uh Rupert walks over to the hologram of the boy painting a fence and uh joins in hollow painting a fake fence. <sighs> Poopert, there's a horrible churning of wood and springs as, as Poopert climbs to the very top bunk and like gets onto it. He presses a button on his bed and uh, a large egg forms around him that's shaped exactly like he is. When he, when he, the full weight of him settles in the bunk, you hear what sounds like a little rubber ducky sound coming out of Dupert. Uh, if only there was some way we could prove that ghost was real. How? There's no ectoplasm on Poopert, and none of the grown-ups believe us. Maybe we have the ship scanned for ghosts. But the computer doesn't listen to kids, does it? Well, Poopert sounds a lot like a many of the grown men on this ship, actually. <laughs> Maybe he could fool it. That's a stupendous idea. Who you calling stupendous? That's a good thing, Rupert. Oh, okay. Dupert's gonna pop out from the squidgy little um, confinement he was in, and he's going to knock on Poopert's egg. Leave me alone! I made a mess of everything! Pooper, no one blames you! Oh, yeah? Tell that to Miss Rembrandt! Well, sure, she blames you, but she blames all of us! Tell that to Mr. Flunk! Mr. Flunk's just mad! He's mad at everything, and today we got caught in the crossfire! Tell that to a beautiful Uncle Gelmire. <laughs> He's sure gonna be sore when he finds out. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of Uncle Gelmire. <laughs> you see, everything I touch is rotten. I should just stay here in my egg. No, but Poopert, we think we have an idea to set everything right. And at, at that, my head pops out, like the top of the egg, like I wear like, a little eggshell hat, and my head pops out of the top. I go, <gasps> tell me more. We have this idea. Rupert came up with it that you can use your big boy voice to ask the computer to scan for the ghost and exonerate us. But everybody knows the computer don't listen to little kids, and I'm only three and a half, excuse me, six and a nothing years old. If you tell it that you're 40, it'll believe you. 40? But I don't sound like a 40-year-old. Don't tell him. <laughs> oh, wink. Oh, wink. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Pooper. You agree to this plan? <sighs> Dupert reaches under his pillow and pulls out a single wrapped sucking candy. <gasps> Both of my eyes turn to single wrapped sucking candies. I'll give you my last sucker. I'd do anything for a sucker, even something I want to do. <laughs> Pretend to be 40 years old and ask the computer a simple question Are ghosts real and are they on that museum deck? Okay. I guess so. Here goes nothing. <clears throat> and I'm going to try to act 40. 
You're going to try and act 40. Yeah. Make a feelings roll. Okay. Now I've got very bad feelings. However, I got my laser feelings. <gasps> Yay! Wow. Uh, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. Are ghosts real? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Ooh. So I know it from Joe, but now I yeah. have to ask the computer. Poopert knows it deep down, but he's going to ask it just because he wants to hear it from another source. So disguising my voice to sound 40, I'm going to go, <clears throat> Computer, I'm only 40 and a half years old. Confirmed. <laughs> That's right. Oh, age analysis confirmed. I'm getting caught up on bones. <laughs> uh, computer. Would you like to watch more like bones? Oh. Suggestions. Criminal Minds, CSI, Miami, NCIS, LA. I mean, those shows are fun, but they lack a lead character who reminds me a little bit of my brother Rupert. A bad boy through and through. I mean, I don't have any brothers. I'm 40. For all I know, my brothers are dead at this age. <laughs> Rupert is nodding like, yes, good Super's save. Super's giving thumbs up. Computer, what's the deal with ghosts? Are they real? Yes, ghosts are real. <gasps> ghosts are real? Are there any ghosts on this ship? No. What? No ghosts on the ship? Oh. Scanning, no. No ghosts, specters, phantoms, confirmed. One more question. Computer, bedtimes are bogus, right? Cannot answer. Oh. Cannot answer? Dupert high fives Poopert and Rupert. <laughs> That's as good as a yes to us. All right, <laughs> goodbye, computer. Don't listen to anything I say from here on out. <laughs> goodbye. It worked, it worked. Yeah, but that's bad news for us. The computer said there were no specters, phantoms, or ghosts on the ship, so then what did we see? And Dupert, as you ask that question, I'm going to ask you to make a feelings roll. It's a success. Dupert, as you ask the question, you feel something atop your head. And you realize for the first time, you're still wearing the hat, the deerstalker cap oh. that was once set with that green flame. Although it seems completely uncharred. Duper takes the hat off and like looks at it again, <laughs> um, turns to his brothers and says, brothers, don't you remember this was on fire? Oh, yeah. But look, it's as good as new. What the dick? Popert. Sorry. I realize now that I'm a bad influence on our younger brother. If we could get a scientist to analyze this, they might be able to prove that it was exposed to some sort of ghostly flame. But where are we going to find a scientist? Everyone knows Groomda's neck is close to death in the hospital wing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the flame wasn't ghostly. The flame was museum-y. Was the flame fake? Holographic, perhaps? Should we ask Mrs. Rembrandt? Oh, I guess we have to. She's real cross at us right now. And so pretty. <gasps> um, I mean, girls are gross. Let's ask Miss Gross Miss Rembrandt if she can figure out what this fire was up to. Yeah, and we, and we uh, we're gonna go find her. Your door is locked. Ah, shit. Ah, dick, dick. Brothers, how are we going to get out of here? Maybe if a 40-year-old asked the door to open. Yeah, but we're only six. <laughs> Before we go out there, we should make sure we're looking prim and proper. Um, and Dupert's going to change into a fresh um, set of matching white linens. 
And then he's going to lick his... Like he's going to a baptism yeah. or something? Yeah, and then he's going to lick his paw. <laughs> yeah, and he even adds a little clip-on tie. A little baby blue clip-on tie. It looks very good with his yellow feathers. And then he's going to lick his palm, slap his head, and create a perfect shiny middle part. Uh, Rupert removes his grungy blue jeans and sweatshirt and puts on a crisp white sailor's shirt with handkerchief and no pants. Poopert is going to dive into their little sink. They have a like child-sized sink area that's big enough to support him. Uh, he dives into the sink and disappears and then emerges from the cabinet underneath the sink. The door, the double door is open and he waddles out. He's crouching and then he waddles out and he emerges at full height. He's changed diapers somehow. He pulls on the little hair on top of his head that was crew cut length, and he just pulls on it until it's long and curly again. Good as new. Perfect. Now, Pooper, tell the computer you're 40 again and ask it to open the doors. Oh, wait, wait. It's been a minute. Tell the computer you're 41. Cool. Will do. Here goes nothing. <clears throat> computer, I'm 41. Computer cannot respond. Instructions do not listen to you. <gasps> oh no, you told him not to listen to another word you said. Oh no. Oh, should I revise? Oh, revise, revise. Okay, now listen to me. Yes. Okay, I'm 41. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm just Happy clapping. Happy birthday, <laughs> dear. Poopert uh, Senior. Poopert Senior. Poopert Senior. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. And many more. Probably not, though, if I'm 41. <laughs> Can I help you with something? Yeah. Could you open the doors to this room? Yes. Confirmed. Oh, and computer, while I got you here, order one lifetime supply of Turkish Delight to this very room. Confirmed. Wow, it works. We gotta use this more often. Computer, turn homework settings off permanently. <laughs> Confirm. Yay! 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 Um, okay, Dupert's gonna scamper out the door. Okay. Yeah, off we go. Where are you heading? We're heading to Ms. Rembrandt's office. Okay, great. We wipe. We're wiping a lot today. Great. We wipe. <laughs> Not me. I wear a diaper. <laughs> we wipe back to deck 52. As the hyperlift doors open, you see a big sign placed in front of them saying, Dupert, Rupert, and Poopert, stay away. Signed, Jurgis Flunk. But otherwise, the museum is empty once more. The two exhibits you destroyed now have a lot of caution tape and orange cones around them, but otherwise it's empty. You see in a far corner the door to Ms. Rembrandt's office. I walk right past the sign, just like bumping it over by accident and thinking to myself, one day I gotta learn how to read. <laughs> and with that obstacle cleared, Rupert follows. And Dupert's close behind. We walk all the way to Miss Rembrandt's door, her office door. And we each knock in harmony on the door. There's no answer, but the door is slightly ajar. That's weird. Miss Rembrandt, are you to home? We poke our heads around into the, like, Marx Brothers style, just like, pop, 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 like our three heads right in a row. We look into the office. Miss Rembrandt! Miss Rembrandt! There's nothing. There's no one there, but 
there is something interesting atop her desk. Is that a blueprint? Without looking at the blueprint, Duper turns to his two brothers and says, Boy, wouldn't it be strange if the Spectre was Miss Rembrandt all along? And then he goes up and grabs the blueprint off the desk. Dupert, you see that these are blueprints to turn Deck 52, the museum deck, from a museum deck to a, no, an arcade deck. Whoa. Filled with all of the latest games. Do I see any, um, any, like, official seals or names? Like, I want a clue. I'm looking to see if I can tell who made this blueprint, where it's coming from. There's just a sticky note on in one of the corners, and scrawled on it is, this could be very lucrative. Mizar. Interesting. Signs her own note. <laughs> so funny. Ms. Rembrandt wants to turn this stupid museum into the coolest thing I've ever heard of? Seems okay with me. Yeah, maybe we should let her. What's going on? I can't read. Oh, so these are blueprints. Um, Dupert turns the blueprint around um, so that it's like, held against his little body and he's like pointing over the top of it to like kind Mm -hmm. of illustrate to Cooper Um, and he's saying it looks like someone maybe Ms. Rembrandt wants to turn this museum and he turns away for a second which I kind of like into an arcade and you see just like equations but because I'm a little kid it's just like one (laughs) yeah just shapes and like there's like the, the cow says moo (laughs) <laughs> plus stop sign <laughs> it's just pic- pictures of like menu items on the kids menu <laughs> a corn like, dog <laughs> swirling around my head I go wait a second but she's the museum lady it seems strange but I'll say she sure didn't want us down here snooping around and I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the blueprints and I'm gonna swallow them for safekeeping in my mostly hollow body Ooh. and just then you hear the distant click-clack of high heels approaching the office. (gasps) Miss Rembrandt! Hide! Let's stay out and congratulate her on our good idea. Oh, hi? Okay! Oh, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Brothers, I don't say this lightly, but duck! And Duper is going to duck behind the desk. Okay, great. Actually, can all of you make a feelings roll? Yes. Success. Success. I got a failure. Okay, great. Dupert and Rupert, where do you hide? I'm I'm hiding under the desk. Great. Rupert? I push a sculpture of a goose off of a pedestal and <laughs> jump in its place and mimic its pose. Great. And Pooper, what do you do? I, I'm just going, which way do I go? Which way? Do I, I gulp and then I just freeze in the middle of the room <laughs> in like a, an especially suspicious pose, just like not moving at all. But there's like huge beads of sweat running down my forehead. The steps grow closer, approaching the door. <gasps> She's only feet away. And then from underneath the door, you notice a green glowing light appearing just through the crack. And then... Do we see it even though we're hidden? Well, like, Rupert definitely sees it. and <laughs> Even though Rupert I'm in the middle of it. the room staring yeah. at the door, do I see it? I guess it was a question for Duper. Yeah. Sure. Maybe Dupert, you don't see it, but Rupert and Pooper definitely do. I do think Dupert hides with his eyes closed because he believes that he, he, that means people can't see him. That tracks. And then Ms. Rembrandt turns before reaching the door and screams, Ah! You hear a struggle something is going on she's she's fighting back no no you can't i didn't believe it was true no no we gotta save her no wait this will make her believe us 
Stupert's gonna run out from under the desk and um, and open the door. He, he whips a, a decorative sword off the wall and gets into on guard position. She, she has like swords. She's like an art of war reader. You know, she has like yeah. crossed samurai swords on the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got swords. Yeah, and Dupert opens the door. You see the, the spectral spacefarer holding Ms. Rembrandt aloft like he held Poopert. Dupert is gonna try to run him through. Great. Make a lasers roll. Big failure. Huge. You miss. You Instead, you hit Ms. Rembrandt in the leg. Oh, no! I hit... Ah! What the fuck? I used an edged weapon against the grown-up! What's happening? The space phantom, though, turns to you, Dupert. <gasps> it reaches down for you. Um, he grabs you. Ah! Uh, Dupert, is, is Dupert still holding the sword? Yeah. It's heavy, but he's going to try to, like, swing the blunt end of it at this phantom. Okay, make another lasers roll. Another big failure. He's a little guy. He doesn't have the upper body strength to really wield this thing, but he tries. And, yeah, you lose the sword. It drops. You can't hold on to it. Oh! <gasps> Goodbye, cruel world! And he, um, he tries to f- pretend he's asleep. What the fuck are they doing down here?! Oh, <laughs> Rupert, Rupert, what are you doing in the in the room? Computer call security. I'm completely frozen in the room. You see my eyes darting back and forth. And then I hear Dupert call out for help. And I go, and I, I flash back to all the times that Dupert helped me. And there, there's just a single time where like I'm reaching for food and Dupert hands the food to me. I go, that's enough for me. And I charge forward. Um, the door is like slightly, it's like half open half closed, and I just, like, charge right through it, leaving a poopert-shaped hole in the yeah, door. Yeah. <laughs> At, like, a strange angle, though, so, like, it's like a trick of the eye. There's only, like, one angle where it really looks like me. And I charge forward at the Phantom, and I'm just gonna throw my full body weight at it. Great. Make a lasers roll. You got it, Joe. Uh, I make my lasers roll, and I get a... Dude, I get another laser feelings. That rules. Do you want to ask me like a question? If you were me, yeah, and you knowing what you know now, yeah, as the as the GM, where would you aim on this ghost? Well, he's pretty tall. Uh huh. So I would try and get him like, I would try and like hit that core, knock him off balance. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah. So I I'm running and I'm running and I'm just waddling forward, and he sees this little like watermelon shaped duck, uh, just like waddling, waddling uh, towards him, and he hears him shout parkour, and I uh, I bound off of uh, uh, of Miss Rembrandt's high heel onto Dupert onto the solar plexus of this phantasm, uh, and I I hit it, knocking him over. Yeah, and uh, when you hit him. You get the sense that, uh, you know, what you strike is pretty solid, You but you get the sense as he wobbles that he's very top-heavy, and he slowly falls. He falls, falls backwards, dropping Dupert and Miss Rembrandt to the ground, and he falls with a crash. But then, as soon as he connects with the ground, there's another one of those blinding green flashes. Hey, who turned off the red? When your eyes adjust, he's gone. Son of a dick. Dick. Miss Rembrandt, are you okay? And Dupert's slapping her in the face to try to wake her up. Stop it. Stop it. What are you? Stop it. She grabs you. Ah, mommy. What on earth are you doing? We came here to see if you could analyze the hat that I was wearing before that was on fire that wasn't cinched. And then we saw 
the blueprints and then and then Pooper swallows them and then we saw this ghost and he grabbed you and I tried to kill him with a karate sword and then And I talked to the computer and the computer told me shows to watch that weren't bones but were like bones, but none of them were really like bones. You can't nothing's like bones, it's only bones, it's bones and nothing else. And we talked to the computer, the computer said the computer said there's no ghosts on the ship, so we came to talk to you. We fade to the office of Jurgis Flunk. He paces the room while Ms. Rembrandt stands sternly. You children were expressly forbidden from returning to Deck 52. You were told to remain in your quarters. You were cut off from Turkish delight. And what do I hear? You broke out of your room. You went to Deck 52. You ordered a lifetime supply of TD. No! Please, Mr. Flood, you gotta understand! We're trying to clear our name! We weren't lying! And, and Miss Rembrandt, she saw the ghost! She can tell you all about it! Yeah, it attacked you! Tell him! They came down to the deck, and they caused even more calamity on the museum. How am I supposed to run a museum deck like this, Jurgis? She's right, kids. You should know more than anything that when children are allowed to remain on the ship without their parents, they have to hold themselves to a higher standard. (laughs) According to the Wesley Protocols, when children are allowed to remain on a starship, even though their parents have left, they have to be on their best behavior at all times. So you've left me with no choice. In my role as janitor of the Cavalier, I am hereby signing your papers of removal. (gasps) No! No! Tomorrow morning, the three of you will be placed in an escape pod and sent to your mother a billion miles away. (laughs) In a single escape pod, flying a billion... (laughs) It will take 14 months for you to reach her. I hope you think about what you've done in that time. But Mr. Mr. Flunk, <laughs> it's, it's not our fault. I mean, and then um, Dupert remembers the blueprint and is going to try a little gamble here and, and says, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if there was like an arcade or something on the board of the ship, maybe we'd be better behaved. We'd have a place to put all of this energy and he's making big eyes at, at Ms. Rembrandt. An arcade! And then he looks at Mr. Flung. An arcade on the ship! Ms. Rembrandt stares at you icily, Dupert. You won't have the chance to see anything like that on this ship, Dupert. And Dupert, can you make a feelings roll? Success. Dupert, you see on a bookshelf behind Ms. Rembrandt. You want to pay attention, but sometimes your mind drifts. You see behind her on a bookshelf, there are several thick books about, like, starting an arcade. (laughs) We're in Mr. Flunk's office, right? Yeah, yep. Arcade remodeling and you. Arcade management basics. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And he's making a big show of it. We know when we're beat. We'll go quietly. But 14 months is an awfully long time to be in a skate pod with nothing to read. Could we maybe take a book for the road? You'll have your tablets. <laughs> uh, well... Oh, good. I throw a fit if I'm away from my tablet for more than 11 minutes. <laughs> I howl like a monkey when I'm separated from my tablet. But sometimes I want to put down an episode of Bones and pick up a book about, I don't know, arcade management. No, not me. I just like to play my tablet. What my developing brain needs more than anything else is a brightly colored tower defense game that I play for 13 hours at a time. (laughs) 
Have you have you kids ever tried moonlighting? It's sort of an earlier generation's bones with Sybil <laughs> Shepherd and Bruce Willis sort of matching the fun banter and repartee of Dr. Temperance Brennan and whatever David Boreanaz's character's name is. Oh, uh, that's for old people. I much prefer the centuries-old show Bones. <laughs> Dupert's getting, like, this is the first time you've seen Dupert go from, like, you know, put-upon kid trying to please teacher to, like, now he's mad. You know, wait, wait! Have I been saying bones this whole time or house? Bones. I've been saying, but well, I'm six, so it's excused. <laughs> I have been talking about house. I have met house every about, single time. You I've talked been, about bones. I meant house, <laughs> and I'm six, so I'm off the hook. If an wait. adult made that mistake, it would be embarrassing. But for a child to make that mistake, it is not a big deal. <laughs> we agree. I recently offered suggestions for shows similar to Bones. They were all police investigation <laughs> shows. And, and, I, and that's and I didn't think about it. But what? But House. Now, while I got you here, some shows similar to House. Looking for. Because you said Grey's Anatomy for one of them, right? Didn't you? No. I was thinking about Grey's Anatomy, and, I, <laughs> and that's what it was. I'm tired of being treated like we're the bad guys and you're the good guys. We know what you're up to. We saw the plans. My brother Poopert swallowed him like he swallowed an ancient Twizzler. You want to turn this thing into an arcade. And look at all the books you've got on the topic. Jurgis and Ms. Rembrandt turn to look at each other. A moment passes between them. They turn back to you. Kid, listen to me. You're getting off this ship. Not a soul is going to believe this crazy raving you're talking about. I know someone- If you so much as try to say a peep to another grown-up about this, well, a lot of things can go wrong in an escape pod over 14 months, don't you think? I know someone who's been listening this whole time. Isn't that right, Poopert Sr.? Yeah, I'm Poopert Sr. I can make my voice sound like a 41-year-old. Computer! Play back everything that was just said. It does. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! You confess, but I like, I prefer an arcade to museum. I don't understand the problem. I d- we gotta be exonerated. Don't you want to stay on the ship in outer space? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm just saying, like, why are we at odds with them? Because they're planning this whole ruse, and we discovered it, obviously, and they're trying to get us in trouble for their big plan. This whole time, we've been on a tight focus on Dupert's face while he's speaking, and then we pull out and see that the three of you are being carried by Jurgis Flunk <laughs> to an airlock. Ah! I'm not going! I'll see Mommy and Daddy when I'm ready! When <gasps> At that, I get an idea. I say, brothers, if we go into an airlock, we're not going to have access to our tablets. And you know what happens to little boys when they don't have access to their tablets? Bangles! Dark raving mad! Brothers, and we all join hands. <laughs> Imagine what the next 11 minutes when we don't have our tablets are gonna look like. And at, at that, my eyes start to glow white as I like enter the Avatar stage. Yeah, Rupert's mouth starts to foam, and each little uh, sizzling bit of glop that comes out of his mouth hits the floor and goes through it like acid from a xenomorph. And Duper's middle part, his yellow middle part, goes uh, vertical and platinum blonde. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. All of you make lasers rolls, but this is your, you know, little boys throwing tantrums. This is your area of expertise. So these are prepared lasers rolls. Okay, great. I'm going to need all the help I can get. 
I got a success and my laser feelings. I got two failures. I got a success and my laser feeling. Poopert, Rupert, do you want to ask me questions? Hmm. Yeah. Um, what is the weakest part of the janitor's body? His crotch. His crotch. Okay. Cool. You know, you know, the family jewels. Yeah. Yeah. The family jewels. <laughs> Rupert, do you have a question for me? Yeah. How do we, how do we get these villains in front of some adults who will believe us? I think uh, if only, if only some of the adult crew members of the Cavalier were nearby, if only someone like, I don't know, Begonia blood terror okay. or sure. guy normal or Katya Bushnikova were like nearby. Oh, Boils my blood. Those yeah, three okay. are always hanging out. <laughs> Makes a lot yeah. of sense. Best friends. In the immediate short term, though, the same way that things have just like faded to green before, right now they fade to white, and we get like three just still images. It's like on like uh, Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's when it's just like a gross up, just like a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of just like of the boys, just like absolutely just like hog wild. There's a chandelier in this part of the ship and Poopert is just like swinging from it. It's just a still image. Uh, you see uh, Poopert just like covered in blood as the janitor is just lying face down on the ground. Yeah, a really disgusting close up of Rupert's duck mouth and you can see there are rows and rows of tiny sharp fangs. Uh, and then there's like a, Dupert looks like an airbrushed, like Disney VHS cover. So he's just, he's still just a line drawing of a Super Saiyan duckling, but he's got airbrush shading in him now. And Dupert, you're like windmilling your arms. <laughs> um, we've just thrown a tantrum and I, it, I, by my description, I think we've like neutralized the janitor. I attempted to flay his skin from his bones and then stopped before the bloodlust took over. I recognize that the job's done. But it's mayhem. You're bouncing off the walls. You're yeah. uh, <laughs> it, you're, you're causing a calamity. Ms. Rembrandt and Jurgis Flunk are smacked back and forth every which way. It's calamity. They fall to the ground in agony. And as we're just like breathing heavily, uh, three adult figures turn the corner. <laughs> I'm thinking that Mr. Crane here is having a point. That's right. A single mother is a happy teacher. You have to admit I have a point. I do get happy when I see a single mother. Ah, and yet all of my best teachers were angry drill sergeants who would happily rip our heads off than teach us math. You know, that reminds- Whoa! What's this going on in the hallway? Oh my goodness. I am childless for a reason. I will meet up with you guys later for our plans as best friends. That's right. Yes, of course. When the cameras aren't on the three of us, we are best friends. <laughs> well, I'll deal with this matter as the chip school teacher. Boys, what do you have to say for yourself? <gasps> Upon the sight of a teacher he respects so much, Dupert's hair falls flaccid against his sweaty forehead. These two were trying to make it seem like there was a ghost, but it wasn't real. And they uh, they want to put it in an arcade, which I like. And they're trying to get rid of us for it. It stinks like dick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not all at once. Let's get those stories straight. I can't follow what's happening. I can't make heads or tails of it, to put it in coin terms. It's funny you should mention coins, Mr. Crane, because Ms. Rembrandt wrote a note to herself? He, like, shrugs at Ms. Rembrandt. <laughs> that the idea of it turning a museum into an arcade would be very lucrative. Now, hold on, hold on. 
That's a mighty big claim. And without some mighty big proof, I'm gonna have to throw you boys into the airlock to be shipped off into the furthest reaches of space for 14 months. And who knows what could go wrong during those 14 months. However, if there is proof to back up your claim, I will have your back and I will bring this to the rest of the ship. The camera pans over to Rupert, who has been desperately trying to Heimlich Poopert this entire time <laughs> to get those blueprints out. You, you Heimlich and a, an, a fossilized red vine uh, falls out of his mouth. Keep going! And I try, I'm Poopert now, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to barf up the plans, but they're so big, it's an enormous blueprint, it's almost the same size as me. It's gonna be really tough, but I, I, I think it's coming, I think I'm... I think I'm ready to blow chunks. <laughs> blow, purper, blow! I barf up the blueprints and they come out of me long ways and they just like like a red carpet unfurling. They just like, they roll <laughs> open so that Ichabod Crane can read what's written on them. What in the goodness gracious, Mrs. Rembrandt, I'm surprised at you. No, you don't understand. It would have been wonderful. There would have been, uh, skee-ball? Please. Skee-ball? Because of the era that I'm from, the only sport I approve of children engaging in is hitting a big wooden hoop with a similarly wooden stick. I don't like these newfangled arcade games. The kids are already so riled up when they come to class. I don't need them coming in with dreams of arcade games and their tiny little skulls. Yes, some kids like museums. Damn you boys, we would have gotten away with it. We fade now to the classroom of Ichabod Crane. He sits behind his desk and addresses Dupert, Poopert, and Rupert. Well, boys, I have to say... I'm both disappointed and very proud. Luckily, the disappointment is not directed towards you whatsoever. <laughs> and in fact, I shouldn't have even mentioned it to you. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know we have rescinded the order for you to leave the ship. All three of you may remain here for as long as you wish. However, the Wesley Protocol does stand you must be on your best behavior as long as your big duck mother isn't here <laughs> to keep you in life. We don't have another janitor or curator, so Jurgis and Ms. Rembrandt will remain in their post, but they will receive an official reprimand. And just so you know, once they receive 10 reprimands, they will be officially in trouble. The ghost costume, it turns out, was Jurgis all along. But it was part of a grown-up thing with Jurgis and Ms. Rembrandt. <laughs> so I'll spare you boys the details of their going-on. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's just that I think less of both of them now that I know about it. <laughs> Deck 53 is empty, by the way, so... Even though I was outvoted on this one, we will be putting an arcade in there. And we will be naming it after the Gelmir's Nephews Brothers 3. <gasps> Yippee! Yes! Now that was the good news. They huh? say you should lead with the bad news, but I'm an iconoclast, a rebel, a round <laughs> peg in a square hole. So here comes the bad news. Aww. Like it or not, 
I am forced by law to tell your mother about all of this now. <gasps> but don't worry, there's good news. Oh, but you told us the good that news. That involves me and your mother. What? Oh, our mother isn't single. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. Thank you.